You're listening to SBS News. Hitting the stage in cities around the world, Seven Methods of Killing Kylie Jenner is written by award-winning British playwright Jasmine Lee Jones. It tells the story of two women of colour who are caught in a Twitter firestorm. Well, I'm just trying to stop you from catching a case. Oh, my days, you're so dramatic. I beg you, just let me be vexed in peace. Let you be vexed in peace? Please, that's an oxymoron. Moron. It's just two, two tweets to help me vent my frustrations. It's really not that deep. But this play about an online argument is sparking real-life debate offstage after the group behind its Australian productions requested it only be reviewed by people of colour. The play's co-director, Shari Sebens, says the policy is aimed at increasing diversity among critics. We're about change, and change takes action, and action sometimes takes bold choices, and that's what this was. One bold choice in a sea of how many shows that are programmed every year that mm-hmm. are that are you know, open to everybody and, you know, everybody's allowed to come in the doors. Like, it's one little choice that we made and it's caused quite a stir, <laughs> but we stand by it. While there's no specific data on diversity among reviewers, research shows culturally and linguistically diverse people are underrepresented in arts leadership roles. Lena Nalis is the Chief Executive of Diversity Arts Australia. The majority of arts critics are predominantly from Anglo-Celtic backgrounds in Australia. That is the reality of the sector in that space. Um, If you don't have that diversity and the different lenses through which to kind of um, understand not just theatre, movies, music, um, you know, uh, visual art, then you're not actually going to get the richness of lived and diversity of lived experience coming into the the reviews and that understanding that you get when you've got that diversity more blessing mature is a zimbabwean australian actor who features in the play if the bare minimum of what happens out of this is like a writer of color gets a byline and gets like i don't know three hundred dollars or whatever or five hundred bucks like If that is it, I think that's great. The request for a reviewer of colour was thrown into the spotlight when The Age newspaper chose not to review the play. It says it was asked to change the reviewer it had already chosen. An opinion piece by arts editor Elizabeth Flux explained the position. It's not because we didn't want to cover it. It's because the producers refused to accommodate any reviewers who weren't people of colour. While this stance was apparently driven by a desire to increase diversity among critics, a stance we agree with, ultimately it's a misguided move that promotes tokenism, undermines the health of the critical landscape and does a disservice to critics, creatives and audiences alike. The opinion piece also argued that it was potentially dangerous to expect reviewers to disclose personal details, such as their race, in order to do their jobs. But it was published alongside a cartoon they say Elizabeth Flux was not aware of. The publication has since accepted the image was offensive and apologised. The play's co-director, Zinzi Okenyo, says the cartoon upset many of those involved in the production. I felt totally sick. When I was told that the cartoon existed, without even seeing it, I knew exactly what it looked like. Mm -hmm. And it looked like blackface. And then when I found it and I saw it, it was exactly that. 
It's been revealed that at least two other white critics had their reviews taken down by publishers after correspondence with parties representing those behind the play. Journalist Gary Nunn was one of them. He says he and his editor, both white men, wanted to show respect to the request and were trying to do the right thing. What this has encouraged is a really healthy debate about diversity in in newsrooms. However, I think it should only be a one-off thing. I think it's a very dangerous path to go down to start requiring critics to disclose elements of their identity and excluding other critics that don't match that identity. Shari Sebens acknowledges they can't stop anyone writing a review. It's never been about um, a positive bias. It's never been about Mm. expecting a person of colour to respond well to the piece. Um, It's actually just been about getting a critic of colour a job. As for what they hope this conversation will achieve in the long term... A perspective shift. Awareness. Yeah, awareness. Claire Slattery, SBS News.